Welcome, guys, to another episode of Money Mondays, where we are focused on raising capital and investing with purpose. So whether you are a new investor or an experienced investor or even a business owner, understanding the art of raising private capital is crucial in today's competitive landscape. Join us as we navigate the complex realm of attracting investors, securing funding, and building meaningful relationships that fuel your business growth. Hey, 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 guys. Money Monday. Welcome to another episode. This is going to be fun. It's been a while since it's me and Betsy. No, I felt I feel like I've been missing so much. I don't know if you guys can hear it. I've been sick. I've been trying to get over it. A few health things, but it's awful. I I've missed being here. And it feels weird. But now it's like back, they would call it back to regular programming. So we are good, guys. So thank you guys for joining us. Always supporting. It's been it's been a, it's been a while, but we're here. Yeah. We're here, and today's episode is going to be fantastic. It's going to be not even fantastic, phenomenal, because it's a space that a lot of persons are getting into now. So Yeah, I know. It's it's crazy. So every new person I'm talking to, they're like, oh, and I'm raising capital now. Um, like, how do you manage that? And, like, I'm starting to answer all these questions, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, hey, like, have, we have YouTube videos going in depth with this, different t- types of strategies. It's really exciting. And then knowing what we have upcoming too mm-hmm. for the end of the year, you guys, um, yeah. um, stay tuned because there's a lot of cool things that are happening. And um, before we begin, we always want to give our little disclaimer. The following information is for educational purposes only. Please do your own due diligence. We do not provide financial, legal, or professional advice. Mm-hmm. Everything that we say or hear, you guys hear on this channel, as always, from our experience, our guest experience, but every deal is different. Every type of, uh, every space where you're raising capital, because we've seen different ways and different avenues to raise capital, it all in can be different. So please make sure you guys find the people who are certified or professionals who have been doing it mm-hmm. for years. So no. in that specific avenue, because it's it's getting crazy out here. It's awesome. Listen, and it's crazy because a lot of persons, um, we always tell you guys, like, as you said, it's really our experience or gets here. It's their experience as well. They're just sharing their story. If that we say something, I would highly recommend go double check with your attorney, your CPA, just to verify the information. And as usual, like we are going to be asking our guests mo- different questions. If you have a questions, feel free to drop them in the chat as well. And we'll definitely ask our guests to pitch in and he's going to be dropping a bunch of gems because he's crushing it in California. I don't know how you guys do it in, in California. It's such an expensive market, but to them it's normal. <laughs> so yeah. he's definitely going to shed some light. So without further ado, we're going to invite Andy to Money Mondays. Hello. Hi. Can you guys hear me? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. How are you? Thanks for having me. Good, of course. This is like multitasking. Andy is driving. <laughs> I am driving, you know, making best use of my time right now. Uh, it's been yeah. a very interesting day. We just wrapped up a inspection with the city for our $3 million flip in Venice Beach, California. And we just went over a few punch list items with the general contractor. We're like 95% finished with the project and we're ready to go on market. We want to go on market. Uh, Whoa. He's in and out. Okay, he's. So calls right now. So you guys, a <laughs> list is when you're doing a, a flip, it's like the last things that you're going to do just to make sure you knock everything out before mm-hmm. an inspector comes and you put that house on market. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sorry about that. Can you guys hear me again? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. I had a call coming in. I put in do not disturb now so that because like when people call me, I just notice my phone kind of switches from the stream yard. 
Um, but yeah, so now I am driving in LA on this uh, podcast, uh, going to the next job site. <laughs> no, yeah. I love it, Andy. But for yeah. those who don't know who you are, I know we met. Um, I met Andy last year at RPM, and we're part of Fun. We're joined Fun Launch as well. Andy, tell us who you are and how you got into real estate investing. Yes, absolutely. My name is Andy Choi. I am a real estate investor, developer, general contractor here in California, Los Angeles specifically. Uh, today, I am here in sunny Los Angeles, uh, beautiful weather. Um, I am also. Oh my God, we lost them. Tell us what you know about Andy, uh, Felicia. Um, so what I know is that he do he does a lot of new construction projects in LA. I mean, the first time I met him was at uh, the Raising Private Money Conference, and he was there because you know, as everyone wants to learn how to raise money, and he was just sharing how he's raising capital for all his new construction projects. And as you as you heard him like talking about a three million dollar deal, like for a lot of persons, that's like that's a lot of money, but it was just one home. And then a lot of times when you see his projects and the things that he's doing, it's phenomenal. And I love that he actually bring other persons who are local there to check out his projects as well. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I'm getting a lot of calls right now. But uh, yeah, I'm here in Los Angeles. I've been a real estate investor since 2016. I started off uh, with my own business in 2010. It was a uh, apparel business. We would manufacture women's clothes here in downtown fashion district. And I scaled that to a multi-million dollar company, sold it to my cousin. <laughs> so my cousin takes over it. Uh, he handles all the operations and everything. And then I went into real estate investing full-time since 2016. And uh, since uh, 2016 to now, I did a little bit more than 100 transactions. That's including wholesaling, double closes, uh, fix and flips, ground-ups, additions, multifamily. We also did out-of-state investing to like Arizona, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, we flipped a few commercial buildings as well. And yeah, that's what we've accomplished so far year to date. Whoa. Well, man, shout out. That is amazing. That's some like great things that you are doing. So I even want to break it down even a step further. It's how did you, for one, how did you get into new construction itself? Because I know a lot of persons would do fix and flip, but what was the reasoning behind new construction? Yeah, and, and that jump, did you go straight in from fashion to new construction? Did he freeze? Yeah, he froze. Okay, he's back. <laughs> Guys, thank you for tuning in with us and bearing with us. It has um, been know, like, interesting episode. Right? Andy is, a, is very busy, um, but we still appreciate him for, for showing up. So again, guys, if you have any questions at all, we can add it to our list that we can ask Andy about. Um, but one thing that he does a lot is that he brings persons to his projects a lot and break, break things down to the T in terms of like what flooring to choose, what um, lights and paint, like the simple things, like he really breaks it down and he actually shares like costing and everything like that. Bro, you should see his work. Like some of his projects are top notch and it's like baby. For me, I'm like, that is a lot. That's some big projects. But for him, it's like, no. It's California. We're used to it. We're definitely used to it. So if I, huh? you know, um, I don't know about, I would think California has a, a more stricter regulations when it comes to inspections. Um, you know, I'm familiar with the ones here where I live. I'm local to mm -hmm. Georgia. So I already know what to look out for, what we have to make sure that our houses have to have in order yeah. for them to, be code right mm -hmm. so in california that's like something else that i would want to know no, with his process and um yeah for sure because mm -hmm. like, he's back, he's back. <laughs> right, sorry about so sorry please forgive me i'm getting a lot of calls so i switched over to my ipad 
So we're not going to have any more of these interferences. I apologize. No uh, problem. <laughs> but yeah, you were asking me about how did I get into uh, ground up construction? Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, you know, definitely it's not something I would suggest for like your first time investment because there's a lot of learning curves. Like you have to get floor plans, you have to hire an architect, you got to go to the city to get the entitlement process, meaning you got to get your plans approved. So there's that alone is just a lot of learning curve. Um, but, you know, I didn't do my first ground up until like three years into the game. Until then, I was just doing you know, fix and flips, just complete re renovations and full gut jobs and doing additions. Mm -hmm. But doing additions gave me a good experience because when we do in additions here in California or actually anywhere, in order for the square footage to be on the assessor's office, we, we want to actually get plans and permits so that we could show to the new buyer, hey, look, we did this right. This is legit square footage and bedroom bathroom. So mm -hmm. we could get what the property's worth. So yeah. that was like, I started off by a condo, single condo renovation flip, worked my way up to a single family remodel. And then the projects got more and more bigger, like economies of scale. Mm -hmm. And then like three years into the game, that's when I did my first uh, ground up construction. And that was a time where, you know, real estate was super hot, you know, like it was a complete seller's market, right? and it was just really hard to get deals under contract so and the margins are really thin so then what we did is okay let's look at some other avenues of how could we add more square footage get more bang for our buck you know some some places in california in manhattan beach which is a beautiful city oh that's uh, great the price per square foot guess how much the price per square foot i think uh, is it like uh, a thousand yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i heard it yeah. on selling sunset and i was like what yeah. oh you watched yeah it's on the show yeah it's fifteen hundred dollars uh 12 inches by 12 inches so if it costs us like three four hundred dollars for a high-end home to build i mean that's a lot of spread right there right yeah that's a lot of spread so those are some ways that we were looking the reason why we got into new construction, new construction. so did you partner with well before i even go to partnership route when you got into the, the ground up, like, did you have your GC license at that point? Uh, at the time. So in the beginning, I didn't have like the first four years. I did not have my general contractor license. Um, mm -hmm. I was hiring general contractors, but I also created good relationship with GCs where they would lend me their license. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I would give them a little, you know, a little incentive like. You know, by the way, this is complete off the record. You you know, it, but I just got to tell you that's completely illegal. So just yeah. if anyone's like, oh, Andy did it, I'm going to go do it. Just, you know, it, it's not completely legal to do that. But, you know, mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs and business owners, we got to, you know, find Get a solution, not, not, not focus on the problem, but the solution. So um, definitely do your due diligence in your city, your jurisdiction. What's the right way to do it? Like in California, if the GC is like 50% partner on your LLC, then then they, you could it just works. absorb their license number to your company and then you can yeah. just operate fully as a contractor, right? Um, and then the, that GC might not have no voting rights within your company. It's just on paper, they're 50-50, but just to, you know, leverage their right. license. But, you know, I just started off by hiring, uh, going through some bad apples to find good apples of contractors and then made some good relationship with some good general contractors out here. And then we just built a good relationship. I was giving them consistent work. There would be times where they're just maxed out and they can't do more. But I'm like, hey, would you, we created that trust. That was really important. We created the relationship and trust. Mm -hmm. And then I just asked for a favor. Hey, do you mind if I could use your license to pull this permit? Uh, you know, and I'll shoot them a couple thousand bucks. You know, they're happy with that. And, and then they know my, our work ethic they know that I don't cut corners. I'm like white on rice with everything, every outlet. Like it sounds overwhelming, but honestly, like I cannot build my house any other way because like mm -hmm. my product shows for itself and it represents me and my company. And yeah. like, we need to put a good product out there. Like imagine you had an iPhone 15 and it's like not even, and it's not working. Like who's gonna pay top dollar for that, right? Yeah. So 
my contractors knew that we mean business and that we do quality work and we don't cut corners. So I think that maybe helped them. I never really asked them, but I'm assuming that probably helped them to say yes. The relationship, they, they trusted our integrity and our work ethic. So, and then, mm -hmm. you know, we compensate them a little. So it's a win-win, always looking for a win-win for everybody. And I think, yeah, that's how we were able to use their license. And then eventually I got my license um, right during COVID because I got, a, you know, had a little extra time during COVID. <laughs> going to go out, you know, stuff like that. So it, it was easier than I thought. I was like, I passed on the first time and I got all the questions right. And I only studied the day before. So Whoa. I was like, why did I wait so long to get it? Because once I got my GC license, it opened so much more opportunities. Like now I could put out estimates when I'm buying properties, um, I'm doing inspections and I'm like, you know, creating like a repair estimator, like, oh, it's going to cost this much to fix your house seller. So we need a little discount, you know? So like it's just streamlined yeah. our processes so much. Now yeah. that we have this extra license and then, you know, hiring uh, unlicensed, uh, uh, you know, contractors, which I have a lot of unlicensed contractors they are good at what they do. They just don't have a license. So just now we're like completely legit now mm -hmm. by having that extra piece of uh, certification. It really opened a lot of opportunities. Big time. Big time. And the crazy so, thing, I, too, I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned um that the, the the detail that you put into your projects so for those who are listening and watching like this came after um andy doing multiple fix and flip project that's how he started mastering his craft and no this is going to be my standard it's not like the first project that he has ever done to figure out this is going to be my standard this is what i like he mentioned that he has done multiple projects at once andy we have someone that asked you where did you get your license so yeah here in california is the california state board of license uh, contractor license um what I did was like, I'm the type of guy, like I will sometimes wait to the last minute to do things like, you know, maybe we've done it in school, <laughs> you know, right before essays and stuff. Right. Um, so I knew that if I don't take extra action, I knew I was going to study. So what I did is I paid like $400 for this like course where I, I went in Culver city. It was like a full day thing, like an eight hour thing where I'm stuck in this classroom with the book and I have to study, like I'm forced to study. <laughs> so I did that. I forced myself to do it pretty much. And I paid money. So like, oh, now I got skin in the game. And then that was on a Sunday. And then Monday I took the test. So if you're thinking about getting your license in California, you just go to uh, California Contractor State Board is a website. Um, and then there you can just apply. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put out the application. It does take some time. You gotta get your finger, fingers scanned, the live scan and everything. They're gonna find you. Every drywall you touch, they're gonna find you. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, no, but you do got your, you do gotta get your fingers scanned though. That's for sure. Um, oh my god. Because there's also bad contractors that take advantage of older people and they don't come back to the job site. There's a lot of those things happening. So state of California really making an effort to make it a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. I know some states like Memphis, it's super easy to get your uh, contract. Oh, yeah. But California, you guys know, California is the toughest. If, tough. you can, if you can invest and flip properties here in California, you can practically do it anywhere. Because like, <laughs> my friends in Texas, they're like, yeah, we're getting ground up permits in like two to three months. I'm like, oh my gosh, it takes us one year out here. Wait, so that is insane. So when you're looking at a project, if, if the permit is going to take one year, so then yeah. what's the, the build time for oh, an man. entire project? So that those are things that we all like factor in in our due diligence. And because now we've done so many projects, now we know the timeline we're anticipating because we have everything like documented this when we submitted it, so when they got back to us. So now we could predict these things. And it takes for ground up construction, I would say um, anywhere from six to 12 months, uh, it was going to take to get your plans approved. And just to be clear, that's with me and my staff. I have a staff of 10 people working full time. That's us like following up with the architect pretty practically on a daily basis because the squeaky wheel gets degrees. These architects, they're doing work for a lot of other customers and we're not the only customer. So then, you know, it's just like the squeaky wheel is going to get the degrees. So it's like we're constantly on it. Once we get the plans approved, 
Um, our build time is another 12 months. So for ground constructions, we're penciling a total of a start to finish of uh, 24 months. And those are oh, things that we do in the due diligence process when we're doing our deal and analysis and we're doing our financial models and we're mm-hmm. stress testing. What if another COVID happens and it takes 30 months? Are we still profitable? Can we pay back all our investors and everything? Because, you know, the deal that you pass on that because it's thin, th- that's probably the best deal. But once you start to be like having this like, oh, positive mindset where like thinking like, oh, maybe if I do it like that and it'll be even better because that comps. So you start like to make your own comparables. That's when it gets really risky and dangerous. Yeah. Right. So how do you even like you mentioned like you 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 a lot of things goes into your due diligence like how do you work with the financing for that because i know like with some lenders you start paying interest um once the once you close on a deal some persons will tell you i won't even give you the loan until you get the land and you do a server and all that stuff walk us through that process with the yeah. financing yeah, yeah, great, great, great question. And I know this is more towards like, you know, raising capital and financing. And, you know, for us, we're, we're looking at like before. So there's two ways that we're going to raise capital, right? Mm-hmm. At least for me. Um, one is we're going to raise it as a debt, like where it's going to be a promissory note, like an IOU. And you're the bank, I'm the borrower. I'm going to borrow money from you and, you know, it's going to be an IOU. Like it's a complete debt. So I'm obligated to pay back the interest and the principal based on the promissory note. So that's one option of raising capital as debt. Mm -hmm. Um, That's beneficial in scenarios where the project is a very short term, three months, six months, anything under 12 months that's fine, right? Because we're not gonna be in this loan for a long time. So like, let's say just easy round numbers, let's say the interest rate I'm gonna pay to the lender, the private money lender is 12%. If I only have the loan for, you know, three months, then I'm only gonna pay like, you know, 4%, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 3%, I'm only gonna pay 3% um, cash on cash. So shorter, shorter deals, I like to use the PMLs. Um, now, once it gets like 24 months and 36 months, uh, and and if the project is complex, like right now, I'm building like six unit apartment buildings. I'm um, doing another five unit apartment building ground up. We also just uh, closed on a 10 unit value add here in Koreatown. Um, we're underwriting another 25 unit value add. So these projects are gonna take anywhere from two to five years for us to turn it around. So these, and then there's a lot of unknown. I got to relocate the tenants, you know, some maybe potentially, hopefully not, but might have to even evict them if necessary. Um, that's not our first option, of course. You know, we always, you know, belly to belly. Here's like 20, 30 grand, you know, make it right for them, right? Mm-hmm. Make sure they have a place to live and all that. Um, so there's all these unknown factors with the tenants and, you know, sometimes we're building really complex buildings where the entitlement process might be a little bit outside our original like understanding. Then to mitigate our risk, because I don't want to be in a 15 percent, 12 percent loan for three years because that's going to just absorb all my profit. Right. So, you know, if it's a longer deal and there's more unknowns, we're going to do an equity. Right. Mm-hmm. So where the investor comes in as a silent partner, but they have equity, they're not going to help. They're not going to manage the project. They're not going to be in, you know, management. They're not going to make decisions because, you know, us trying to teach them is we're not going to be able to focus on our objectives, but they come in as a limited partner, a silent partner, right? Kind of like an angel investor. Yeah. Um, and they get an equity. So then that equity that the money that they invest, we're not paying interest on that. Right. Um, so whether it took two years, three years, like, you know, they're going to get a piece of the profit later on. So for us, we're just analyzing the deal from the front end. Is this, you know, there's a lot of times where, uh, the interest is a lot cheaper, right? Just 12, 10, whatever percent people are giving out these days is a lot more lucrative for us. We would always make more profit in those models. But then again, there's that risk factor of time and holding mm-hmm. costs. Those are something we don't control. As, mm-hmm. as hard as I work 
even right now, driving on the freeway on the stream yard, as hard as I work, you know, I, I'm not going to actually control time and weather and change orders is impossible. You know, we do our best to mitigate all that. So um, it's just really looking at the deal from multiple angles. Like if it's a quick flip, I would probably do the, you know, PML and do the interest rate. And then if it's a more complicated, longer deals, I would do, I do an equity. I'll do an equity. Okay. So when you're doing that, are you setting up like LLCs? Like how are you protecting their funds? Are yeah. They, so, they- yeah, good question. If we're doing a PML, then, you know, we, we're, we're buying the property under our, our entity. Um, mm-hmm. we, we try, we limit three properties per one LLC. So just because like I, I have a friend, unfortunately he's going through like a big lawsuit is a $50 million property in uh, Beverly Hills. And because there's a lawsuit on that property, all the properties under that LLC are frozen and he he cannot move on those. So, you know, once you get to these like bigger price points and stuff and there's, you know, more risk, more reward, you want to definitely separate your properties under each LLC just in case something happens. Um, Mm -hmm. You're not like forced to not like perform on these other projects. Mm -hmm. It's not not like a collateral. So. We limit you- three three smaller projects, at three single family like max, like you know under eight hundred thousand. We try to cap it at like two three million um, total asset under one LLC. Now, when we're doing equity, when we're doing these bigger syndication deals, is we create one LLC for that property, and then from there we have syndication docs. We use syndication attorneys. It's anywhere from ten to fifteen thousand dollars to do a five hundred six B. And from there, we're raising capital, and then we have the attorneys draft up the subscription docs for the syndication. And then it's just one LLC, one property, and there's like about, you know, dozens of papers that people have to read and sign. Um, So it makes it really clean, you know, and that way it's not like commingling of nothing. We have one bank account for one property. It's just super easy to manage this way. Mm-hmm. You know, you really want to have clean books, clean paperwork. Once you start missing things, and and then if you're getting pitched deals and people are and people are don't do it this way, <laughs> I would really question that because that it can go sideways really fast. You know, it definitely even with so with, when it comes on to I'm glad you mentioned the whole syndications as well is. One, like, how are you finding your investors for these huge projects who are especially okay with knowing that their money will be parked for let's say two to three months because i'm seeing a trend now where a lot of investors are either getting scared or they don't want to lend their funds for more than 12 months yeah especially when they're not seeing their like results and like yeah you know yeah we've been having the similar experience right now i mean we watch the news you know they sell fear. That's how news works. Everybody knows, but we still watch mm-hmm. it and we still use it as a reason why not to invest. It's so funny. We all know that news is all rigged, but people still use it. People yep. still use it. It's like, hey, let's look at the data, not what the yeah. news is telling you. We're, these people are just trying to get like watch time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So number one is that we, we do our best to educate our investors with statistics. Like, hey, what? What is the credit card default? What does that look like right now? What what does student loans look like right now? What what's our GDP looking like right now? What what's the five year, ten year year bond looking like right now? Because all of that is gonna tell us our economic situation, right? Okay. So yeah. you know, you know, we try to do our best to educate our investors. Number one, um, number two, um, today's like in today's time, if people are a little bit more a conservative with investing, we really go our way to like out of our way to make an irresistible offer. Bank CDs are like 5%, 5.5 right now, Bank of America, whatever, like <laughs> CDs yeah. are at 5.5% a year. Yeah. So it's like, okay. And then they're like, oh, I got a CD at 5.5. I'm like, okay, well, what if I double that to like 11 for you for like, you know, you know, 12 months, you know, would that, would that work? Right. Just really providing an irresistible mm-hmm. for where the upside, the risk is worth the upside. Yeah. Um, and for our equity deals, man, we're giving out like 1.5% equity multiple. So that means that if an investor invests a hundred thousand dollars, um, they're going to get 150,000 back in the course of two years. Yes. So 
it, our internal rate of return in that period is 64%. So, and then they know, I don't have to they tell know. them, they're like, where, where are you going to get 25% cash on cash return in today's time? Nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere on this planet. <laughs> Nowhere. No. And it's crazy. I, I love that you mentioned the 1.5 for my, my overthinkers. Like, can you break down how do you come up with that 1.5? Um, for the equity yeah. split for someone who gives 100K. Yeah. So, you know, out of the whole 100% profit, 50% um, of the equity is allocated to the investors, right? Mm -hmm. So the limited partner, in, the silent investors of you know, the general partners, my, me, myself, and a few of my business partners, we are the general partners. We found the deal. We sourced the deal. We're doing all this work. You know, um, we're going to, retain 50% of the equity, you investors, as you guys, you know, as we're raising capital, we're going to provide 50% of the profit, which even now to be a 1.5 equity multiple. So for every dollar they put in, they're going to get 50% um, back. Right. So, you know, so again, if they put, if they invest a hundred thousand dollars, they're going to get their hundred thousand plus 50% fifty thousand dollars as profit mm -hmm. so they're gonna get a hundred and fifty thousand dollars back um, mm -hmm. at the end of the project right and now that's also a sliding scale where if the because it's an equity deal and they're part of the deal if the project makes more money than that better than our projections they're gonna make that now mm -hmm. also since they're part of the deal if you know if there's things that are we don't control the economy and let's say we get a little bit less in the sale price then yes they're gonna also make a little bit less with us right um but i like to always explain it like hey as an equity deal you're in the boat with us you know yeah. like you're in the boat we're, we're we're in it together going to the promised land you know <laughs> i love that <laughs> we're in the boat together yeah. <laughs> so if we get there sooner yay, yeah we're gonna have margaritas and co pina coladas faster and better if we Man, go to the is... island and there's a lot more fruit that's even better <laughs> like no that, that is even that. good so even for those like six unit five unit the 10 unit like tell us like how much money did you have to raise give us like an idea how did you structure a deal like that sure so um you know number one is just making some well uh, if i can share real quick like how to get these deals number one is just creating relationship with your realtors um your commercial brokers your realtors are going to be the gateway to these leads now you know there's nothing wrong with working with new and uh, new realtors but maybe the quality of the lead might not be as you know good so we we like to work with commercial realtor and brokers that's been in the game and they understand um our business model right. and the finance is the, the language pretty much right because mm -hmm. if not then we have to teach them everything right and then yeah you know, as a real estate investor i'm also mindful of our time because that's one thing that we're not going to get back so you know really creating good relationship with your local um, realtors you can go to meetups you know go to there's so many brokerages out there you could even search on redfin or zillow these days and you can find all these realtors and call them hey you know i'm looking to buy you know these kind of uh six unit or you know 20 unit apartment buildings and what do you got you know you know, send them my way you know vet them out first how long you've been doing this do you get these deals do you get on market off market we you know so you know start to plant those seeds so that instead of you going searching for the deals the deals are coming to you mm -hmm. um and then you're just like analyzing them you know, if you don't know how to analyze them, then you can work with someone that knows how to analyze them. So you can get that experience, even if you have to pay for a coach or mentor, it's like totally worth investment if you're gonna make this a full-time thing, right? Yeah. And also, once you get the deal, and then, like I said earlier, you really wanna stress test it, right? Is this gonna be a 24 months or a 36 months, you know, because we really gotta be precise on the, the, the execution because also our reputation is on the line, you know, mm -hmm. for me to go back to my limited partners and be like, oh, we need another six months. They're going to be like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what happened there? Oh my goodness, how are we off? <laughs> you know, so that's not going to look good. So the due diligence process is critical. Like we're like, our due diligence process is pretty intense. 
um, for that reason, because we want to be really precise. We're getting appraisals. Mm. Uh, we got our architects on board doing like preliminary schematics, you know? Uh, so is it that your due diligence is like, is it, is it like 45 days or more or less? Yeah, these bigger deals, we're doing 60 to 90 days due diligence, right? Because just mainly because there's so much to do, we got to do soils testing, we got to do environmental, right? Mm -hmm. um, we got to talk to the housing authority for, you know, relocations, just, and then the city's slow. Like no, no city that I know is like super fast. Yay, mm -hmm. let me put you in the front of the line. It's like, I'm chasing after people and reading their website and going in line. And then they're passing me to this person. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, so it's just like, it, it just takes more time yeah. than just your normal single family. But, um, yeah, so a deal like that, uh, let's say on a six unit here in, in the nicer area and urban areas like Los Feliz, um, which is a gorgeous area. I love that spot. Um, like Culver City, uh, Mid City in LA, um, West Adams. So these are all parts, like little cities within LA City. And just, I guess the best way to think about it, like, you know, if, if you're, if, if you're like, you know, like a woman walking down at 9, 10 p.m., is it safe? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that's those are the areas we like to invest into because people are willing to pay the higher rents oh, to live in those areas. Yeah. Um, and usually yeah. those also attract a lot of good businesses like restaurants, you know, like cute hipster areas, coffee shops, right? Also, which attracts the right rental, yeah. renters, mm -hmm. right? So a deal like that, I'm buying for about a million. That's not my purchase price. Anywhere from a million to million, million two, pushing it. Um, our soft cost is going to be soft cost, meaning permits, architects, city fees, mm -hmm. you know, soils, you know, stuff like that. Inspections. My soft cost, I'm about like 600,000 into it. And then my hard cost, my build out is going to be about like a million. Right. So, you know, 600,000 plus a million um, at 1.6 plus purchase price. I'm at 2.6 million. Uh, that's unleveraged. That's not, that's without any interest or anything like that or holding costs. Just straight basis is 2.6. So that 600, is that coming from the, the syndication fund? Yeah. So I was Correct. Gonna, are you using yes. for multiple so, units? Are you using them? Are you using all your lenders? or are you That's like a good question. Like some deals, we're putting money out of our pocket, mm -hmm. like... I'm, there's times I'm putting hundreds of thousands of my own capital into deals just because I got to get it done. You know, it's like just timing of everything. We got to close in 36 days. These syndication docs take, you know, a couple of weeks. And plus, now we got to go raise the capital. You know, one, no, just backing up a little bit. If you have a really good deal, people will invest, you know, but if you have a thin deal or the location is not that good or it just seems very optimistic, not accurate, you know, the people are not going to invest. So just having a good deal, like the deals that we're doing, we know they're good deals. So I'm putting out my own capital in the beginning. And later, once I fully capitalize for my investors, then I'll we're going to do reimbursement. Right? Got yeah. it. So it does take some money to make money, you know, like you get everyone heard probably in the past. Um, but there's, you know, for people that are starting out there, you can always partner with somebody with capital to be your like checkbook. Like, hey, mm -hmm. we need to fund this now. You know, definitely want to create that relationship with investors that got 100, 200, 300 liquid that they can put into the deal for six months. That would be a great starting point for a PML, right? Where, hey, I just need you to put 100,000 for like six months because this is what we're going to do. And I'm going to give you, you know, 10% or whatever, right? Um, that way you could still get the deal done. And then later you'll do like a syndication down the road, you do a syndication. Because if you don't close on the deal, you don't even got a deal to pitch or raise capital, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you just got to get it done. You just got to get it done. But there are ways. So so I'm in it for 2.6. So let's, and then let's say another 500000 for like interest, selling costs, realtor costs, closing costs, you know, stuff like that. So then we're all in like 3.1 million, Three right? Everything out the door. Our exit is about like 4.4 on a good day, maybe 4.2 on a bad day. Okay. So I got a good million dollar spread. You know, we're working on a good 35% margin, you can say, right. Um, so those are, those are our numbers and we're doing all this in two years. Um, right now we've really speeded up our entitlement process. So we're about six to seven months to get full set of plans approved by the city. Remind you, I have a small army of 
virtual assistants and executive mm -hmm. assistants. I have an army of like three people just in the entitlement process because it's a lot of work working with the city and the architects. Yeah. Um, and we're getting our RTIs in about six to seven months. Man, so with even though you're raising majority of these funds, by any chance, do you tap into a hard money for construction loans or anything like that? Absolutely. If not, so that deal that I just explained to you, um, our capital raise is uh, $900,000. So we need, we need to, we raised 900,000 from our investors as mm -hmm. limited partners and they're 50%, we're 50%, they're gonna get 1.5 equity multiple. Now, if I was to like fully fund, like raise all that through investors, then that's a, like tr mm -hmm. triple the amount of capital raise. And like, once you guys start to like raise capital, you're gonna start to realize, man, this is a full-time mm -hmm. job. <laughs> like, God dang it. like, OMG, like, it's easier than it sounds. I'm not trying to scare anyone, but just to prepare you it's mentally, like, it's a grind. Like, you got to yeah. build rapport, build trust. People are skeptical. There's so many scams. And, like, you know, really got to build that relationship with people. And then also people are testing you. Like, mm -hmm. are you on top of it? Are you not? Every detail counts, right? So what I'm trying to say is that all that takes time, you know? There are some yeah. unicorns. I've had some unicorns where, you know, I, I've run into someone just right time, right place. You know, we just hit it off. Just, you know, they're ready to just, here's a hundred tomorrow. Yeah. Like, you know, and the best ones are where it, they're in my immediate circle. Influence of circle, like friends mm -hmm. and families. Those are always the lowest hanging fruits to invest because they trust you more. And then referrals, like I would get referrals um, like my mom would have a business owner she knew and you know they trust each other so he comes to Not the property sure. he sees it he pulls out his checkbook in the car okay so who do I make the money payable to without no paperwork like that's the level of trust sometimes you might have which is a phenomenal that's like, gold yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh my god I'll take that every markers. day pull out your checkbook every day I'll, like, let's go like those are some easier ones but you know, some of them are challenging ones. Let's talk about the hard stuff, man. You're like taking them, you know, you're educating them, you're getting on Zooms, you meet at the property and like, oh, I still got to think about it, you know, like, dang, yeah. man. And you spend like six hours all together on that lead. But mm -hmm. it's all, it doesn't go to a vein. Don't think about it like, oh man, what a waste. No, you're on to the next. Yeah. That one, you planted the seed for the, the seed to turn into a tree. They're like bamboos, like bamboo, mm -hmm. bamboo trees. They don't grow for a long time and suddenly they grow like crazy. They just shoot out out yeah. of nowhere, right? So you never know. So the point is just constantly plant the seeds. And if they're not ready, they're not ready, you know? Those seeds, guys. <laughs> when the they're seeds. ready, they'll definitely know. Do you do any form of, because I know you, you're very active on social media, um, show the stuff that you're doing, but how do you think... Um, do you think this you post on social media had an influence of how you raise money or is there any like non-traditional way how you're like finding investors? Yeah, the best thing I notice is just getting them to the property. Like mm -hmm. once people see a tangible product, yeah. it's more realistic versus just sending, you know, pitch decks and doing Zooms. Even though they know me, even though I know them, there's, man, like people get excited. So recently uh, we did like a meetup at our, at our, project that we're raising capital we'll have we'll print we'll invest a little bit of money and print out renderings and blueprints people love that like they don't know what they're looking at but they just it looks good like i i didn't think about it but you know it got to a point where like it was like a museum piece people are taking selfies like yo yo take a picture of me with the with the backdrop like it was like that and then that was i, I didn't even think about it being like that but it mm -hmm. happened that way right um so invest into nice high quality pictures like you know, pretty big 24 by, you know, like a little bit bigger than a normal A4. Yeah. And like in color, high res, you can find those people on, you know, fiber or Upwork, or you can ask your architect to do renderings. It might be a little expensive, but, you know, get some high quality photos, you know, some blueprints, right? Because people, because this house is dilapidated, so people can't see through the vision sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah. okay, so like, you know, and then one a couple of my partners, um, the reason why I partner with them is because, you know, they have a, one of the reasons um, is they have a good social reach. They have like 150,000 people on Instagram, stuff like that. So, you oh, know, yeah. 
we're, we will promote a free on-site meetup, completely free. We'll, we'll have, since LA is known for our Mexican food, right? We got our Mexican food down to the point, to a science, okay? The best, hands down, other than Mexico City. <laughs> Mexico City is pretty good too, don't get me wrong, but LA is pretty good. LA is like number two. Mexico City is like number one. Uh, but in USA, I think LA has the best Mexican food, That's right? Um, let, let, please someone send me a DM if they find any other good Mexican food. I'm like eating Mexican food like every week. Uh, but, uh, but getting back to the point, um, we'll do a taco. We'll do, we we got to provide like a freebie. People love free mm-hmm. stuff like tacos, agua fresca, right? Like watermelon, cantaloupe. And, you know, and we're promoting it. Come network, you know, with people that are interested in like this. We don't say we're going to raise capital because then no one's going to come. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we just bought this, you know, property. We're going to build six units. Come, we're going to have free tacos and, um, you know, agua frescas. A great opportunity to network, you know. There's gonna be lenders, there's gonna be wholesalers, blah blah blah, whatever. And it's just getting people. So the last yeah. event, we had like 80 people show up, you know. And we don't, we don't, we don't like to pitch too much. We keep it short. People are enjoying. And then uh, we do a small presentation, literally 15 minutes tops. How do we find the deal? How do you know what's our vision? Blah blah blah. And then we just do Q and A's. Like I would just notice, say more, let say less answer more questions because yeah. I just want to answer their questions so they're confident on the deal. Mm-hmm. And then what we're doing in this three-hour moment, three-hour, this is, I'm going to give the golden nugget, okay? I'm going to give the golden <laughs> nugget. During this three hours, while people are here, me and my partners were working the room. What does yeah. that mean? Every five, ten minutes, we're hopping into a different conversation and our goal is to meet everybody and to size them up, to see like, oh, do they, or can they invest? They got money to invest, do they want to invest? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll have leads to first buy. Some people want coaching or mentorship. That's another opportunity, right? Or they know somebody that wants to invest. So, uh, or they have a line of credit. You'd be so yeah. surprised. So we'll do we'll do a seminar like that. And then um, one, one thing that I noticed really worked, that was the frosting on the cake that I came up with it literally on site during the presentation it's like hey if you invest today or this week we'll have an exclusive like webinar for you every three months where we're going to go over the deal and what we did what did we do so you get to get a free mastermind learning on top of your investment yeah everybody loved it everyone like they all signed up like a lot of people signed up because one thing we're realizing is that because we're in such an information society yeah people want more than just an interest now yeah Yeah. (laughs) they want to be involved Mm -hmm. they want to learn they want to be someone be part of the deal like we're working together so i love that because we did that keep them involved and feel part of like like, hey, I'm part of this, and I get to ask the questions. Like, what's going on with the property? What's, mm-hmm. What are the updates? Like, you know, just to be helpful, but like, still with this checkbook. Yeah, yeah. People, people want to be informed, and that was the frosting on the cake. And in less than two weeks, we raised the whole nine hundred thousand, fully capitalized. We had one investor put four hundred fifty thousand dollars. One person, my, my friend Daniel, he put three hundred thousand. Just one person. Um, so it's there. It's you got to be really proactive, you know. Um, you got to definitely give a good deal, like a good mm-hmm. equity multiple, where it's worth it for them. Like, oh man, yeah. wow, this is a no-brainer. Where am I gonna get this now? I got this money just sitting here doing nothing, you know. So, you know, don't be yeah. greedy because all that will turn into better positive things. Better you do the deal than being too greedy with your interest and then equity, no equity splits, and, you, and you're not gonna even do nothing. Yeah. You're not gonna get the deal. You're not gonna perform. You're gonna be short on cash flow. You know, so just create a win-win, you know? Yeah. I see a lot of persons are always like, they don't want to get pay a higher interest or give a lot of equity. But I'm like, just give it. What What do you got to lose? If you don't, then you just don't have a deal. And then you don't make any money at all. True, true. And then just to add to that, I mean, there is a point where it doesn't make sense, though. Like, as long as like, oh, give me 80% of the profit. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, I just want to be clear. At a certain yeah. point, it doesn't make sense. So. When, again, when we do our due diligence process, when we do our financial models, we already know. We already know what's going to be the max we're going to be able to go. And, you know, you know we're just going to negotiate a little bit like any good business person would do, right? Because yeah. we want to also make sure we have a healthy runway and we're not giving out all the profit. And all like, the profit. we're running on fumes and now we're stressed and yeah. we can't perform. 
So, you know, it's, it has to be a healthy balance. And we're looking for investors that understands that principle. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you take all the profit, then well, how do I perform, you know? Yeah, so exactly. No. Right mindset and mentality. Apart from finding investors who are, who want their money, a quicker return, a faster return. Are there any other challenges you're seeing when it comes on to raising capital or the private money um, space for you getting access to money? Yeah, I think a couple of challenges like new investors, like let's say like I got a referral, like my, my friend Kathy, she's very active and she does life insurance and she does like she creates like trust for investors and stuff. So she's always out networking and going to these like galas and banquets. So, you know, we hit it off and she would send me a lot of leads, you know, she'd be like, oh, this person wants to invest 30 grand, 50 grand, blah, blah, blah. Right? And then the thing that I noticed with these people is like, everybody, like you said earlier, they, the first, the first investment, they want a, a quicker turnaround. They want to see that it's legit. The longer it is, yeah. they realize the risk. So I'll give you another secret. So I love to use those people for EMDs. I'm like, listen, you just got to park your money for a month or two because that's, that's, and then you're yeah. going to get paid back. <laughs> yeah. That and is, that is a smart way to do it. They love it. They love it. And I'm like, oh, and you're, you're going to send the wire directly to escrow, not to me. So they love that too. It just creates a love, extra level of like, you know, trust and security for them. Yeah. And that's how we get them hooked. Right. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, you gotta, you gotta get it done and they gotta get it paid and go through the whole ocean in the motion. Like, oh, this was legit positive reinforcement. And then after they get paid, I'm like, oh, we have a, you know, another, you know, why don't you reinvest it into this now? Yeah. Now this is six months. Now this is 12 months. Now there's a baseline, right? Now Mm -hmm. there's that trust. So I love how you dollar months are a lot lower. Like some states, you're only putting thousands, you know, here in Cali, you're probably putting like 20, 30, 40, 50,000 here in, in, in California. But, you know, it's a good way for people to start small. And that can access, open the door for you to access more capital. More capital. I love how you're not even turning away anyone because you're looking at it that I may not need your money for a larger investment now, but I can use as EMD. I know some person will be like, if you have this amount, I don't want it. But the fact that you're like, nope, I can use that money as an EMD. And then you just start like testing it out. You know that the money is, they're going to get back to 50K. You're like, hey, let's do another six months. Ooh, let's do 12 months. So the fact that you keep building that rapport, that relationship and prove like a proven track record, it's going to be easy to convert them to a longer term loan. Yeah, I love, I love that, Andy, that everything that you're doing, everything that you're mentioning here is building that trust. You're mm-hmm. building that trust with the EMD. You're building that trust by keeping that report, by doing the webinars. That's all like, points of content like keeping the people involved in what you're doing but also building that trust they can trust you they're seeing what you're doing yeah. they're being involved yeah. asking questions and may, may, maybe like but then like just you know i appreciate that appreciate the words girls um and then like when i was first started ah oh, man 10 grand 15 grand i mean that's a lot of money Don't that's a lot of money <laughs> you could do a lot in like georgia with 10 grand right yeah, but, like honestly, in California, you can't do much with ten grand. That's like closing costs. <laughs> 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 That's just like escrow closing costs, like ten, eight grand, right? But uh, the point is that in the beginning, I didn't take smaller money because just I just didn't have the bandwidth, right? I just didn't have the info. Just to be clear, the reason why I'm willing to do that now is because um, I have a team. Just mm-hmm. in the funding team, I have uh, two people full time. You know, just re- investor relations, staying on top of it. If anyone has any questions, you know, we have rules like you have to respond to emails within like three hours, or or that's or you're gonna get dinged on your performance. You know, like oh, yeah. how many how many emails did you know send within three hours? You know, so we're looking at these KPIs to hold them accountable. So now I'm willing to take smaller amounts because like we have a system in place. I have like. A loom video like so let's say i meet someone like at the dodgers game like oh what do you do oh you know i help people earn double digit returns by investing into real estate huh yeah people like you but you know and like what do you do blah 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 and they get interested i'm like okay cool give me your email we'll send you an email watch mm-hmm. it and then talk to us you know because yeah. like I, we're not trying to waste time right so in that like 30 minute loom video it, like explains that what the investment is and how do you invest and what do you to expect? And then from there, you know, we have a calendar calendarly link 
to go for specific deals that they they can or they want to invest in. And then now we just have a system. So our, we already have our promissory note templates, our deed of trust templates ready to go. You know, we have different versions like monthly interest, quarterly interest, like or pay the interest at the end. You know, we all we have all of our systems ready to go. So now, you know, now that we have all that infrastructure set up, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 is not a big deal. You know, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take yeah. it because that will turn into something bigger or they'll refer somebody that's bigger. Do you have like a special CRM that you're manage, using to manage all your investors and doing your follow-ups? As of right now, we're just using Google Sheets. Uh, but we have this for our syndication deals, uh, for our syndication deals, that's a little more complex. So we're using a program called Cashflow Portal. And it's a great website. It's a little pricey. <laughs> it's $1,000 per deal. But uh, at a certain point, once you're doing like, you know, millions of dollars, mm -hmm. it's really a, like a, like a 0.1% yeah. <laughs> big deal. Um, but it is a little bit on the pricier side. I'm not gonna lie. So uh, what that does is we can upload our deals onto that portal and then investors could come. We just send them a link. We'll have a webinar. We will send them a link um, or, or a QR code and they'll scan it at the end of the webinar. And then the investor could go just directly there create a user account and then put the dollar amount super streamlined seamless amazing and from there we could communicate with the investors send them emails text all that so and then it, ha it stores all their information everything we need to be complying with sec like like so legit so legit um so for our bigger deals we do that that makes sense because i'm i'm familiar a little bit with that software and as you said like it's very streamlined but let's say because this person is a complete newbie, um, they don't have they can't do the thousand dollars yet <laughs> for those big ones. So with the I love that you mentioned that you use Google Sheets. So then how are you doing mass emails from the Google Sheets? So um, you could import your contacts, your emails into your Gmail. Mm -hmm. And then from there it's going to be a little bit manual. But what we'll, what what I'll do is. I'll create a draft with all the investors that I, I want to email as a um, a BCC where they can't see each other's email addresses, right? Yeah. Not a CC, because if you do a CC, everyone's going to see each other's emails. So that's not cool. I'm going to do it as a BCC. BCC. Okay, it sounds like some ancient dinosaur stuff. Oh, BCC <laughs> and AD. AD. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, make sure to do it as a BCC. And what I'll do is I'll put all the investors' emails, and then it, what Gmail will do is save that template as a draft. So what I'll do then I'll go to the draft, I right click, and I create a copy of the draft. Because if I send that email, then I'm not gonna have that draft anymore, right? Yeah. So then it's really easy. Then I don't have to because the most time-consuming part is, is adding everyone to the damn email. <laughs> but if I already have a template. Then it's, I just start typing. Okay, this is what happened. Da da da. Here you go. Done. Right? No, it's like easy plug and play. Like right exactly. before we wrap up as well, Rant Andy, like what advice would you give to a, a newbie who is either looking into new construction and to also you, you use private money to get into those projects? I would say like start now, like start raising capital now. You could never have enough access to capital because as you do bigger deals and more complicated deal, you're going to need to have access to even more capital. So mm -hmm. when you have a really good deal, instead of you like scrambling, you know, to raise all this capital, you know, start planting those seeds now, like I said earlier. So those that it could turn into like, you know, good, good, positive relationships down the road, you know, just have that discussion with like, make a list of all your immediate people that, you know, they have money and, you know, you have a relationship with make a list and just call them. Even if you don't have a deal, just take action now and just call them. Be like, hey, look, I'm planning to get into real estate investment. I was wondering, would you be interested in investing with me if I find a good deal for us? Yeah. That's it. Just have just have that preliminary talk with them now. And you'll be surprised. You know, what we don't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't take the action because we think there's going to be some kind of like premeditated rejection. Right? And therefore, yeah. we don't even take the action. But you have no idea what they're going to tell you. They sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I've been waiting for something like this. <laughs> You'd be surprised sometimes the stuff I find. Like no. people were like waiting for this opportunity. They just didn't know how, or they didn't have the time, or they didn't trust anybody, right? 
So, you know, be proactive, make a list, take action, turn, you know, are you willing? No, I'm definitely stealing. I'm definitely stealing your idea with the meetups. Um, I've seen persons do it here in Florida, but I like the, the approach that you take with having the event at the project itself and showing persons um, what you're doing. And then that's also a way for you to raise money. So I'm definitely stealing that idea. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm I taking a lot to steal, steal, steal it away, improve it, and then <laughs> I'll steal it back from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then you can steal it again. Yes. We'll, keep, we'll keep enhancing it. Listen, you just have to keep it's not even stealing. I always I heard someone told me that you're being inspired by what the other person is doing. <laughs> so that's the best way because you see what they're doing. Why reinvent the wheel? Just see you see what they're doing. Take their idea, build on it, and then they're gonna build on it with something else, and then you get a whole other idea. Man, Andy, this was like so good, and I'm definitely calling you after this. <laughs> yeah, um, can I drop one more gem? Yes, please. The biggest secret weapon right now to raising capital is collaborating with people with so people with Instagram, YouTube, you know, like people that have like the following clout, say their their audience trusts them. Mm -hmm. Like that it's been a big game changer for us. So then we'll we'll collaborate with them. They actually get equity in the deal by us collaborating with them so it's very irresistible oh my god i get the equity equity you know so that's been a big game changer for us right now like working with influencers youtube influencers um instagram influencers ideally in real estate or ideally in business of some sort of like financial not like I mean, I, I, I might even do it with Mr. Beats if, if he would be down with me, you know? It might be a little bit, I don't know how interesting <laughs> of a video that might be, but I'm sure we can, you know, raise a lot of capital. Like, if you look at Grant Cardone, I've been looking at Grant Cardone's um, ads. I get hit up on Instagram, and what does Grant Cardone do? He's partnering with HVAC company, plumbing companies, right? And these people are leveraging Grant's, you know, influence to, yeah. like, speed speed up their growth so we're doing mm -hmm. the same we're, we're 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 connecting with other people that don't do this but they have the audience and by to us working together they're getting part of the equity of the upside by doing that and we're raising the capital i just raised 1.7 million dollars in three weeks for another deal fully funded done uh, by doing this kind of business model that is so, genius yeah in, so. in, in times, we're going to have to find these new ways of create, creating um, a win-win with yeah. other people. Like, they don't know how to find deals. They don't know how to run the deal. They don't know anything. Not, mm -hmm. not, they don't know anything, but they don't know anything about real estate. But they want, they always wanted to get into it. Everybody wants to get into real estate investing. You know, just got to find a way to create a win-win to make it work for everybody. No, you're, you're like, that yeah. was definitely another gem. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, thank you so much, Andy. That we really appreciate you being here and just like dropping all this knowledge and um, taking a few things from my pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime, anytime. Yeah. No, and yeah. I have one more question. Andy, what's the best way for persons to reach you? My best way um, is on Instagram. Instagram, my handle is ready cash offer. <laughs> yeah, you guys, it's on the description. So if you guys want to go there and just click on his name, it's uh, you should have a link there directly to Andy. Um, yeah. If you guys have any real estate questions here in LA, in California, hit me up. If you guys are looking for a good mentor, you know, I'm taking exclusive students, only action takers. So if you're really serious about learning and growing, you know, working with like the best of the best, you know, send me a DM. This is dope. This is good. Thank you, Andy. That is amazing, you guys. You heard it here. 
go and uh, message Andy for more information. And thank you guys. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being so supportive. Um, we're getting close to the uh, next milestone on our YouTube followers and Spotify. Just seeing all that amazing. You guys are the best. So, um, you guys, as always, you guys want to know more information. If you guys nice see we haven't talked about something that you guys want to talk about yeah. let us know uh we're always looking for new ideas um we have some really cool new ideas that are gonna happen in this next few weeks so we're excited about that mm -hmm. uh and also bringing on newbies so let us know yeah communicate with us That's how we know. <laughs> so whether you're looking to finance your next project launch or expand a new business. We hope that this episode gave you insights, strategies, tips, so that you raise capital and invest with purpose. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you so much, Andy. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.